Hi guys, my name is Desi Kadra and welcome to my podcast, Bridging the Round. Today, um, I'll be doing a, a live stream special with a, a very special person. Um, and as many of you know, this month I've been focusing a lot on the theme of life after death, following the uh, launch of my fundraiser campaign for a documentary I'm working on called Beyond the Veil. Beyond the Veil uh, explores life after death and um, presents us with an alternative view on death uh, and um, how we can uh, better heal from our grief of losing loved ones. This is a topic that I've explored for um, the last few years and I find um, it's just such an important topic for everyone to um, be able to understand and to kind of open up to, to different ideas of what um, of death and, and really life after death. Um, in my own life, I've been able to do a lot of healing from uh, losing a loved one and um, just delving into the spiritual side of um, life after death and learning about how consciousness can exist outside of the brain, um, which is now scientifically proven as well. So uh, this month I've been uh, focusing, I've been um, interviewing people who, mediums and psychics who actually deal with this work for, for, um, for a living. And I find it absolutely fascinating to speak to each and every one of one of them because they all have something really important to share with us that I think uh, many of us can uh, will have something to learn from. So um, today um, I will present to you Hannah Velton, also known as a Death Queen. And I recently met Hannah and um, her uh, her work uh, called Raise. It's a, it's an organisation called Raise where she helps people who are grieving by reconnecting them with their loved ones. Um, her work was really astonished me because it's something I've never seen anyone else do um, in such a way. And I can't wait to um, get her to share what she's actually doing with you guys. So um, just to tell you a little bit more about her, Hannah is, um, is a, for 20 years, she is a published journalist and an author, nonfiction author. And um, in 2003, her brother, Christian Velton, went missing in Africa whilst on a solo expedition retracing the footsteps of the 18th century explorer Mungo Park. Um, and it was only in 2018, after three years of intensive spiritual development, that Hannah was able to find him in spirit after all physical searches um, had failed. So Hannah and uh, Christian have since retraced his final few moments in Africa um, via transmediumship. Uh, on live Facebook films, which you can find on Hannah's page, Hannah, um, aka Death Queen. And um, since then, she's been posting uh, about her, um, her development of her communication with Christian, with her brother Christian, who is now in spirit. Um, I'm sure you can all see just how profound this is. And um, Yes, I think this will be definitely a conversation to remember. So um, I'm really happy to welcome Hannah to the conversation. So Hannah, thank you so much for being with us. Hi, that's a big pleasure. Thank you for having me. Um, I know you've uh, recently started to do sessions uh, with people who are actually um, interested in having, you know, speaking to a medium and connecting with their loved ones. And I know you had one today, which I just watched, which was really fascinating. How was that today? How, how did it go? It was great, actually. It was the first one I'd done uh, with a volunteer. Um, and it was, I'm basically doing these, I'm, I'm going to hopefully do them once a week. And it's really just to introduce people uh, to what I do. 
and to show that it's not frightening and to show that I'm a normal person and to show the healing that's available um, when grief is really stuck. I mean, the lady I had today, Claire, was amazing. Um, she suddenly lost um, her father last year and it's coming up to the anniversary. And um, she, she had so much um, anger and grief and pain still there. But um, if you watch the film, the, his, her father came through and really helped her sort of pinpointed the exact point where, you know, they'd had a difficult relationship in life and actually healing that relationship through energy work is, is all I can say it is. Um, it, it then passes down to her and hopefully now she will be able to start healing and opening up a proper dialogue and relationship with her father who is still there. Uh, you know, he's still there wanting to influence life and to be able to help her and support her and uh, he he kind of gave her her she described it as a mojo you know she when, when you suddenly lose somebody the love just kind of gets stuck and you've it's like the heaviness and um you know just it's like the energy just stagnates and um a lot of what i do is about helping people um, release this stagnating energy and love and help them move forward and also to reconnect, have a really clear connection with their loved one who's in spirit. So, yeah, yeah it was a good session. Yeah, no, that's really, really amazing. And it's so, it's really interesting, uh, even though I've, I've been kind of um, doing this and learning about the psychic mediumship side, it's still really interesting to see it um, from sort of a third person point of view and see how the interaction goes and you know how you're picking up on things and feeling everything. It's really, really fascinating to watch, yeah. Um, so I know you, you've just, just before the interview, you mentioned to me that Christian is actually with us. He is, yeah, yeah, he is. Uh, <laughs> No, he, he, he comes and goes and uh, obviously I've been really busy in the last week or so helping other people and he's just kind of like coming back in like he's here and he's he's like really excited to actually do something with me for a change because he's been pushed out of the limelight a bit so he's actually <laughs> back and um, this is going to be quite a fun thing he's um he's a big character he w always was and he, he, you know, he still is, so. Yeah, well, the energy definitely feels quite exciting, so I can, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, well, just to go back to the beginning, can you just talk me through the journey of how everything happened and how exactly you got into the psychic mediumship? Because you mentioned from before in some of your previous interviews that you didn't, you didn't believe in any of this and you kind of... No, so, I mean, I'll give you the short version because this is a long yeah. old process of like three or four years worth, but essentially Christian went missing, um, in 2003. Uh, he went missing without a trace. I mean, we tried every which way we had searches we had, um, you know, he, ju he just literally disappeared off the face of the earth. We never found a body. We never found, uh, he, he was traced to Bamako in Mali and uh, following you know from from uh, investigators and the police um and then he just seemed to sort of disappear and for it must be 11 or 12 years effectively we lived uh as a family i became a you know without my brother i was the, the only child uh we had a you know a really difficult time rejigging a relation the relationships in the family you know it's um it, 
you suddenly become a, an only child as, as a, when you lose a sibling. Um, but we had this limbo. We didn't know if he was alive or if he was dead. We'd always hoped he was still alive. And, but we, there was just no news. There was nothing. So it was just a terrible, terrible situation. And, um, and it kind of got to the point in, uh, so then I, I got married, I had children, um, just kind of tried to get on with life. And obviously all the difficult times are all the anniversaries and birthdays and, and it kind of hits you. But a lot of the time I just kept it hidden. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I wasn't, I couldn't let it come out all the time because it was, it was so painful. But of course, that festering grief, as anyone will know who's lived with long-term grief, if it's not released it, it, and you don't look at it, it festers and comes out in other situations. You know, when you're tired, when you're angry, when you're in, a, in stress, it comes out as other behaviours. Um, and then sort of we skip basically through to about 2000 and, uh, 2015. Uh, and it was Christian's 40th birthday. And I'd actually been working as a, a writer in residence for a funeral company for a year. And um, I it really start, made me think, my God, what are we gonna do with Christian? You know, we haven't had a funeral, we haven't had a, any sort of celebration of his life. Um, so I talked my parents into having, or our parents into having a 40th birthday party for him with all his, family and friends in in mum and dad's garden uh which everyone kind of went along with and everyone bought um you know their stories of christian and it was it was like a really and photos and it was a really happy day um but i had this the first kind of thing that happened i'd had a i'd been driving back from the national funeral exhibition which i'd been covering and on the way home i had this vision in my head of us all standing in a circle holding hands um, and Lenny Kravitz's song Let Love Rule was playing and it, I'm getting chills now because that was the first time I'd, I'd had a sort of image and I came home and I said I said to mum and dad we're going to do this and they were like oh I'm not sure if that's really what we should be doing and I said we're doing it and we did and we all stood around in a circle and uh, it was now I know we were kind of all calling Christian in we were all kind of wanting him to connect and contact us and get home but I think that really started off this whole sort of spiritual journey kind of standing in that circle concentrating on him and yeah then the next the next three years was effectively um sort of things started to happen I went on to on the radio four onto Saturday Live in the on the morning show and we talked about Christian and and then somebody recognized his photograph that I posted up um, and he, he was kind of connected to Kenya somebody had recognized him from Ken and the lady was from Kenya and we I, I, this whole search restarted again for him on social media and when he'd first gone missing in 2003 we didn't have social media at all and like a little bit of internet but everything was done on fax back then you know that's how long ago it was so it was almost like my opportunity to really start uh, a search again for him and it just I mean it all just sort of spiraled from there I was totally dragged towards Nairobi and Kenya uh, and 
and in the end, I, I hit a brick wall on everything. I couldn't actually find him still, couldn't find him. Um, and it, it, and it, uh, actually by that time, I'd actually started having, after the party, uh, I'd started to have lucid dreams of him. So he was actually, he would come to me and I, I would go to him. I'd f sort of fly to him and he was always ill and he was always lying on his side, um, ill and kind of in stress. Um, but he, he would recognize me and we would hug and he would, we would have tears and it was like we were meeting. So as time went on, we connected more and more. We had more dreams and um, it was, we actually thought we were interacting telepathically. Yeah. really strongly telepathically because I still believed and he still believed he was alive this is what is strange and why people sort of wonder about the story but I mean he thought he was still alive I thought he was still alive and we thought we were just speaking telepathically mm. uh, and that went on for yeah a couple of years really and all the time I was learning new skills I was doing lots of meditation I was um spending a lot of time in nature and really following the moon and the seasons and really it was now I know I was really sort of grounding myself and relearning how to, and and remembering all the psychic and shamanic abilities that I have um and I, it was just a, a really gradual process spirit was involved the whole time um and but it got to the point where I actually had because I still thought I was going to find Christian and I still couldn't find him in the physical and it got to the point where I was getting really ill um I was very stressed by it and it was a big I felt a really big responsibility because he was saying he was alive and I just couldn't find him and actually in the end I I um I gave responsibility of finding finding him to God because I said I can't do this you know, I really cannot find him. Something outside of me, more powerful, has to be able to find him. And actually, when I handed over responsibility to, to God, to source, universe, whatever, um, yeah, that's when kind of things really started to happen. And uh, I was eventually told um, I had a, a shamanic healing, actually. Um, with a friend of mine and um, she we got to the point where she said do you um, do you, does Christian really know where he is you know he he's telling you what he thinks is true yeah and uh, that was kind of the moment where 16 years worth of or 15 years worth of grief just hit me and I was like oh my god he's dead you know it still gets me now that's really unusual because it doesn't normally get me um but i think it was just that you know when you when you've had a hope for so long that somebody's still alive and you've had anticipatory grief i mean this is a this, i see it a lot and it's it it hurts it really hurts and it's something that you don't actually want to look at i never wanted to believe that he he was dead Mm. um and i think people 
have this as well when they're you know if, if you're waiting for somebody to die you know if terminal illnesses and all this kind of thing you don't want it to be happening but it is and it will and um you know it's the realization of it it's actually confronting grief and a lot of the work i do now is is all about getting people to that point where they do confront their grief because you cannot heal a grief unless you really confront it you're right yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's like you um you know i couldn't even begin to heal my grief with about christian until i'd accepted that he was dead mm. and um he was actually um the one to tell me that he was dead um by that time we'd or we'd learned how to uh, automatically write together so he could i could hear his voice and i would write so we were writing letters to to each other effectively at that point um so i've got you could hear got, him pretty well by that point then you could like, yeah yeah i mean I, we'd had been having the dreams um and that then progressed to uh yeah kind of hearing him and then just and then learning how to write and we we wrote a lot of letters to each other um and yeah when i by the time i'd learned the truth um i was writing to him you know regularly we'd learned to do that yeah. and it was you know looking back now it was the right time for for me certainly to know that he was dead and that he was we were so instead of to telepathically communicating, we were, you know, I, I'd actually become a, you know, we'd come on the same wavelength. I think our souls had sort of met. Yeah. And, um, pretty much connected on a spiritual level at that point. Yeah. To, I mean, we had been totally all that time um, since the party, since uh, I'd, yeah, we'd sort of connected in that circle and it, it had been actually drawing him in. Um, but yeah, he didn't know he died. Um, he, he was actually killed. Um, he, he'd uh, been drugged and then he was put in the river, in the river Niger. So he never realized he'd actually died. So he was unconscious when he went into the water, mm -hmm. uh, which is why he was still thinking he was alive. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I, have to, I have to point out at, the, at this point, exactly that he what happened to him was very rare mm. okay most spirits don't get earthbound um you know they it, the whole the whole thing with with you know it's, it's all looking back in hindsight the whole of this whole episode has uh, you know it happened at the right time when i had the abilities and i was just ready to hear hear this truth yeah, yeah. um and it's it's just like all of this has been played out and so orchestrated you know and, and it's been i've been gradually and very slowly and gently brought into this what i'm doing now um and the purpose for christian and i now is to help other people you know there's the whole purpose of him going missing his death and and our coming together and our now our relationship and our communication is all very much now to help other people and um it's taken me a long time to come out <laughs> i guess to my beliefs and and what i do and certainly now is the time when i'm starting to show people like these on these live facebooks that i've been doing now on my page it's like to show people really what 
can be done. Yeah. And, you know, if you can't find the answers and you've got no way of, uh, you feel blocked in the physical of getting answers, of connecting with someone, of apologizing, of, uh, you know, uh, you, there is another alternative. There is a spiritual alternative, mm. um, which despite physical circumstances of loss, you can still communicate. You can still apologize. You can still have that relationship. Yeah. so sorry that was a really long answer <laughs> no, no it, was, it was perfect it was it was really interesting to hear the whole story and how how it actually happened and how you got into the psychic mediumship as well mm -hmm. um but yeah, i left out a lot there by the way but that's just <laughs> i'm sure there's a lot more to that but that's i mean that's really beautiful that you guys were able to connect even though you weren't quite um you know spiritual in that sense it's really amazing that no we still kind of well you were telepathically communicating so he was visiting you in dreams and i mean i hear so many of these stories of you know how people see their loved ones the deceased loved ones in dreams and that's how normally we communicate with them right mm. so um i guess that's definitely one sign that they uh, there's something actually quite interesting that um if if you're having a if you have a dream about somebody and you sort of say to them what you what are you doing here you're not supposed you know if you if you're the one that sort of blocks it like you can't be here you can't be talking to me that almost makes them go oh all right and then they sort of disappear so if you start having those dreams hold on to them you know hold on to them because these are really these are really dreams they are there yeah, yeah. they're not a figment of your imagination yeah um you know, and I've, I've, I've fought a lot. I've, I mean, I've tested Christian and our relationship and our communication to, to destruction. You know, I wanted to test it and test it and test it. And I've got so much faith and trust in it now because he's proved to me over and over again in public, in private, that, um, you know, we do, this is him. Mm, yeah you because know? there's always that's that sense of doubt in your head because you always think oh am i just imagining it because yeah. i know it so well so i know how he would say things yeah absolutely and, and obviously i had to i kind of called off a whole search for my brother you know yeah and got a lot of backlash from it um you know i can't lie there was a lot of not good stuff that came back um because i because of what i believed in and what i was saying um but now I've got to the point where it's just, it's, it's so real now that um, I've got no, no doubts about it being Christian. And I know how much we're helping other people and I know it's a good thing. Mm, yeah, you know? no, it definitely is. I mean, just from my own personal experiences, my, my own healing didn't start until I went to see a medium to communicate with my loved one because yeah. anything else for me was just it wasn't working I mean I never tried therapy for me it wasn't something that I because for me it was just a little bit I mean I know it works for a lot of people but I needed more I needed to actually be able to communicate with my loved one you know yeah um, and say so many things that I didn't get the chance to say when they were still alive so I think that's what that's what's really helpful you know the spiritual side of it and, and something that therapy can never really measure up to mm -hmm. no matter how much you do of it and actually the other thing you were saying about you had so much to say but actually this the whole thing between christian and i it's a, a massively massively a two-way conversation he has 
you know, he's ex he's apologised to me. He's explained uh, everything. Um, you know, we've retraced his steps. He wanted to show me exactly what had happened. So it's almost like they want to share the truth with you, uh, not necessarily about their death, although this, with Christian it was, but it's like other things about your relationship and other things about them that you didn't know. <laughs> Um, cause obviously as family and friends see us a, a person totally differently, you know, or loads of sides to everybody. So Christian was, he, he's kind of given me his whole, like his whole story. Wow. So I know him as a, I know him as his friends knew him. I know him as I know, knew him. So it's like the whole person. Yeah. And I think you um, mentioned in one of your interviews that, um, when we have this relationship with them and then spirit, it's almost like we are closer to them more than we were in real life when there was no... Yeah, I, I mean, Christian was always, um, he was always a traveler. He, uh, I mean, I, yeah, it's too much to go into now, but he was always, always on the move. He was always searching for his, yeah, yeah, searching for his thing. Um, and we didn't see each other regularly and you know he went to boarding school young and um, we kind of missed each other all the time uh, so we we have a uh, yeah he's laughing now we have a much better relationship now and he's you know he can be a better uncle to my chip to his niece and nephew who we never met obviously um, and he never met my husband you know he's he's missed out in in the physical he missed out on so much yeah um, but now he's able to be part of it all, you know. Still there, yeah. And the, and the, my children are growing up with Uncle Christian still having a really big influence in their lives. Um, you know, they know all about him, and um, you know, as they get older, they'll they'll have their own relationship with him. Um, but he's looking after them, you know. I, I know he's looking after them, and um, yeah, it's. Definitely. So it's almost like he's like a guardian, protect, like an ancestral guardian. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's and he's a big character and he's, you know, he's really he's looking after he's looking after us all, I guess. Um, and I have I have lots of guides uh, around me as well. It's not, you know, Christian is our, that's our special relationship. Yeah. Um, but I have lots of guides. I mean, uh, yeah, spirit is everywhere. And Christian is in contact. And this is a, the other thing really that I wanted to get across is that Christian he's in spirit with so many other spirits obviously yeah. mm -hmm. and he's he's bringing spirits to me Thanks. and then people in the physical who belong to those spirits are coming to me so it's it's like everyone's it's it's really being they're being drawn to me it's 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 strange um and i i can't really explain it apart from christians with a lot of people and he's kind of saying you know hannah can do this <laughs> she can yeah. help <laughs> make that connection and um yeah. you know that's that's a, really what i'm doing now is is trying to tell everybody that um you know loss is an illusion they're still there yeah you just need to find the way to re-communicate with them mm, just in a in a different way mm -hmm. yeah um so you you've seen quite a few people now and obviously you do sessions with people individually do you always find like you know this is like their big aha moment and is this something that they've been always like waiting for because like for example with your interview earlier with Claire you know she said she's been to so many therapy sessions and it's only this one session that she had with you with like a you know a medium it's just fi finally like a light bulb moment yeah I mean 
I'm not sure that a medium, like calling myself a medium, I, there is a medium element to it. Um, but I, the end, it's like an energy. I, I, it's, I don't know if it's like Reiki. I've never trained in Reiki. I mean, this is all just stuff that I have learned how to do. Um, and I can't really label it, but it's, it's, a, it's, um, it's energy work as well. It's, mm. it's, it's yeah. a really heat. I mean, you'd have to watch the film to understand what I mean. It's, it's, I can't labor I can't understand you know it's just yeah. happens yeah <laughs> um and it it kind of really gets to the core of the problem like the real root of where the love is not is stuck you know there's always a root cause and a, and a death of somebody's death really triggers um an emotional response and a lot of that pain and grief is actually related to something that's happened before mm. um and it's a trigger and and i you know i do i've come to learn that obviously christian's death was a trigger for us to sort out our relationship mm. um there was a lot of mistrust uh there was anger there was all this kind of garbage yeah. uh over over the love and it was all it's all, a lot of this has been about um like looking at our relationship truthfully understanding uh and forgiven you know there's a lot of understanding of why somebody did something um and it's just there's a lot of exploring to do and it's not easy it's painful yeah. <laughs> but i can honestly say that it's the best thing that's happened really because we have been able to clear everything and it's like a pure unconditional love that's that's where you get to where it's unconditional and that's where the love really flows through and releases the grief and you realize that you haven't lost them at all and it's a real pure a pure connection yeah and that's really all i can say about, say about yeah. that no totally and do you find that with uh, most people that come to you do you find that the, uh, their loved ones who have passed away they normally that's they just want to apologize or they want to say you know sorry for the things that they've done or you know yeah i mean uh yeah i i actually get i made a list there's kind of four types of people that come to me i don't get the people who just want a confirmation yeah okay i get people who've had sudden loss traumatic loss suicides that kind of thing i get people who have missing people or who have like real aren't like totally unanswered questions um deaths in suspicious circumstances um and like real nitty-gritty things um and because i've been through what i've been through with christian you know we had missing we had loads of unanswered questions. We had no, but we still got no body. Um, you know, his body's gone in the river. He's had a river burial. So, you know, that's it. I, there's nothing, I can't, I can't change it. I can't do it. But obviously, you know, Chris, bodies are like, um, they're just a shell. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter if you have a body or not, if that makes sense. You know, for, for me, I have him. I don't have, it doesn't matter what happened to his body i know for other you know i know you're all on a different level if you're reacting to that then there's a reason why you're reacting to that and that's 
that's something to do with grief and what have you but um yeah it's uh so i i kind of christians bringing to me the like difficult cases difficult loss that um because i've been able to help him um because i i kind of brought him home from africa uh again that's a long story and i've been able to retrace his steps with him and yeah. tell his story so we've done a lot together and um i know i can i know i can do these things now and um he's bringing he is bringing me people who are of the same you know in a in a in, in a in a a really gritty death yeah i guess in a difficult in a bad death i guess is maybe rather than a, a good death where you just want to communicate and know they're still there these are difficult yeah and you, i yeah. can handle it no yeah definitely you've been doing that so far and you've been mm -hmm. doing amazing um do, do you think that's because he himself died in in a in a circumstances that wasn't very yeah much? absolutely i mean yeah i mean the thing is if i hadn't um if i hadn't kept searching for him uh and i i got in contact with a, a psychic medium in 2015 um and he told me that Christian was coming home, okay? And actually even before Christian went missing, just about three weeks, no, about two weeks before he actually left for Africa in 2003, I was, uh, I lived in Falmouth at the time. I had a, we had an art gallery down in Falmouth and a lady who I now know who was in a trance uh, came into the gallery when I was on my own and she actually told me not to, she said, I've got a message for you. And I was like, what, Ooh, this is weird. And she said, um, she said, you don't need to worry about your brother, even though it might look like he's in trouble. It's, it's, not, it's not for you to worry about. I'm getting chills now. So that means, Ugh. yeah. And it's, it's like, so even before he left and I laughed and I said, but he hasn't even left for Africa yet. He's going to be fine. He's, you know, he's always been, had the nine lives, you know, always in life, in, in his physical life he was always getting into scrapes and trouble and he was always getting himself out miraculously but obviously this time it didn't work but um yeah so even before he left i was being told um that he was okay and it you know not to worry about him and you know in the end he lost his life his physical life but he's um he's still around you know and he's still my brother he's it, it, he is still Christian, you know? Yeah. Wow. That's, that's <laughs> something, isn't it? To be told that before. Um, yeah. And I thought it was a, just a joke. I mean, I, I thought, what is this woman on? I thought she was just on drugs, just coming off the street, but then it's not, it was like, I know now, even before he'd gone, I was being shown this spiritual connection, the spiritual reassurance, I guess. Yeah. So all that time I was being taught, yeah, with this uh, psychic medium, he was, repeatedly and repeatedly telling me that Christian I would find him he would come home we'd be it would all be fine and of course that all happened mm. but not in the physical you know mm. it was just this spiritual path which I would I have been led on all the time mm -hmm. and I'm I'm very happy to have um yeah I mean I don't like to think actually if I hadn't found this spiritual path and if this hadn't been my healing journey i don't know how i would have 
I, I wouldn't have healed. How can you heal with a missing person, with no body, no news, banished, nothing? How do you deal with that? You don't. Um, and uh, yeah, I feel sad now. It's like the only way to, to do this is to is a spiritual path to find healing and peace. Uh, I, I don't know how, because uh, you, you try and get on with life and you try and keep, just keep going, but grief just sits and it affects every part of your life. And, um, and the pain and it, like hardens your heart <laughs> and, uh, it, and you fight against it the whole time. You know, you're fighting and you're fighting against this, this grief and this pain and you just, yeah, it's, um, I, I've, I know what it feels like and I don't, you know, that's not a, not a nice place to be. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I can completely, um, yeah, I completely get it. I've, grief is just, it's just, you know, I remember when I was looking online how to deal with grief when I first lost my mom and it was, it was all these, they had like these seven steps. And I remember the last one was, um, to accept, you know, you just have to accept what happened and just try and, you know, move on. Mm -hmm. And there was a part of me that was kind of like, you expect me to move on from this, you know, you just want me to accept what happened and just move on. Like nothing's happened. Mm -hmm. And it's just this thing of like, wow, like that's not possible for one to move on because you can never, like your life's completely destroyed in a way, you know, you have to build it back up, but it will never be the same. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's definitely this whole um, idea that we have in the Western society that we just have to kind of accept it and that we're just not going to have any answers if we had any before too bad, you know, you missed your chance. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, um, you know, just like you go along the path and you just realize how other countries, you know, when, when I, I had actually the last bit of grief I had, I mentioned not having Christian's body and actually the last bit of grief that I had was that, um, he wouldn't ever be, I could, I could, I can always feel him around, but I would never have him physically in the passenger seat in my car. And it like really got me. That was the last thing that, of the, this level of grief and then I started to look at um, different cultures around the world and how they deal with death and uh, the afterlife and communication and that's when I found out this the river, the river burial or they uh, they call it um, and, and the, or there's an air burial so it's a, I think it's an air burial something like that but it's effectively the body goes back to nature yeah which Christian, you know, Christian was a, like, totally, he did zoology at uni, he was a traveller, he was, like, more, you know, it was all, that nature was his thing, as it is mine, and I, you know, he's gone back to nature, his body's gone back to nature, and brilliant, but the whole thing about the recycling, and the whole rebirth, and the whole afterlife, the Westerns, you know, oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> There's much better ways of um, looking at life and but and death and rebirth and this whole, you know, energy doesn't stop. It just transfers into something else. And I think, you know, I don't know much about the sort of metaphysical uh, explanations of it, but 
you know energy just doesn't stop and that's why grief is so difficult because you you're trying to you've got this love which you feel you've been abandoned what the hell do i do with this love this energy mm. and it's it just stays in you and it it eats you up you know and it's it needs to be released again it needs to be free and it oh i'm feeling peaceful it's like mm. oh what a relief i can finally move move this give it to, you know that realization that you haven't been abandoned you know you you haven't lost you've lost physically but you haven't actually lost them they're still there and you can see still rekindle a relationship and ask the questions you can find out things you know i mean it's um yeah i just it's like i've got to the point really where i don't care what anybody thinks anymore you know this is too important uh, it's it's changed my life completely and I just now you know being given I was given the label of death queen quite recently and it's taken me so long to stand up and go yeah I'm death queen you know but it's a it's um, a label you know I've written a post about it and actually I Christian actually wrote it with me it was like a letter and um, he said I said why are you calling me death queen and then we wrote this letter and it's effectively that I've you know I've been through all the grief I've I know about death I know about you know everything that's happened with Christian you know he's laughing now he's like it's like everything that I've been through gives me the right to be called for for, for, for them to label me as death queen and I just have to deal with it and do it and just get on with it and and um yeah and if people can find me who need my help uh you know being called death queen it's a kind of bah, 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 it's a big beacon isn't it so um you just have yeah. to own it <laughs> you just have to own it you know it's just yeah. Things. yeah i do because um if i didn't uh, the whole thing with this with this journey is that um if i tried to stop what was happening uh and go and do something else because like, it was too painful or it was too difficult or I didn't really want to go there like life just it I it just didn't go well you know it, life got really difficult and then it was so all right okay I'll do I'll take this opportunity or I'll I'll look at that sign and oh yeah okay I'll go and do that and really if you flow with life and you don't resist these things the more you resist it the more it hurts and the more you hit the brick walls um and once if you once you open and you kind of accept your it's it, a lot of it is just opening your mind to the possibility and looking out for the signs um, i mean this is what raise is all about you mentioned it earlier this online grief community that we have and that's uh basically sort of passing on the lessons and the experiences which Christian and I have had together um and it's it's so people it's empowering people to be able to do this themselves you know you don't need to come to me to to get uh, uh, uh to get the connection with your loved one it, this you know the grief the raise is definitely about raising yourself up um getting yourself strong which is a big you know you have to do that first before you make the connection and then once you've you've got the connection it's all about uh clearing the energy between you so getting rid of all the anger the mistrust the all of that um and then actually 
working together to go through your grief together so you kind of walk back to the grief mm -hmm. and understand it and if there's any forgiveness and things so it's it's almost like we're, we're doing it as a it's kind of at least a year's commitment i guess within raise to be able to really to do what we've done i guess um but yeah so so there's you know there's lots of ways that i help people um but uh yeah no it's it's enjoyable work and i do love what we're doing now you know this whole spirit they're all around me it's like i stand as the person that people can see but i've got a whole theater come they described it um in the films that i did with christian that are available on my website um under the losses and illusion tab it's like there's a whole theater here of, of spirit and of people who've helped me uh, i don't do this alone i've had so many people support me over the years um like i've been sent all the radiators i've needed you know all the all the supportive people all the people who've given me so much love and support and guidance um you know I've, i i have been i've been really lucky and actually if i think about it too much i will you know i'll get emotional because so many people have put so much love into christian and i and our journey and um you know a lot of this is actually to thank them because um i wouldn't be sitting here talking about this if i hadn't been supported all the way you know there's a lot of bravery bravery and courage i've had to put in but i've had a lot of help you know i've been sent all the right people to help me at the right time and um you know it's taking the opportunities that you're given um spirit is trying to help you all the time or oh, that's one thing you have to ask spirit for, for their help oh. they don't come and help you um yeah they're laughing it's like they don't they can't come and help you it's like almost like an ethical thing they can't come and help you if you haven't asked for help and when i said um earlier about um like giving up giving it up to god or finding christian giving it up to god universe source whatever like that was me allowing them to help and that's when i started to get all the help so whether it's God, whatever your beliefs are, I don't care whatever your beliefs are, but there's something bigger and more powerful than us little humans, you know? And the gateway is that, is asking for help. And then it's being, it's like really looking for the signs, taking the opportunities when they present themselves and just being brave, you know? Don't care what other people think. If I cared about what other people have thought, about me and my journey i wouldn't have got anywhere totally yeah no so, there's a point at which you just have to just follow your intuition you know and just go with what feels right yeah yeah and um and just yeah battle against no it's not a battle it's just do do what you feel do what's really you be your true self you know a lot of the stuff in raise is actually about being your true self and getting unconditional love for yourself before you even start actually a lot of this is just loving yourself um people don't love themselves yeah and you have to love yourself first before you can love another person unconditionally mm -hmm. and um you know i had to i've had a yeah you have to <laughs> there's a lot there's a long process there is but if um it's doable and um you know christian and i 
we're here to help other people do the same. I I completely agree with what you said about people. I mean, ever since I've kind of um, gone into this spiritual journey and just um, just trying to you know understand everything from that perspective, I am shocked at how people hate themselves. Like they actually hate themselves. You know, I mean, I've gone to um, you know classes and retreats and stuff, but one of the main things that I found was that people totally hate themselves. Like they think that they're horrible people because of, you know, past things that they've done or things that they've said. Um, and it's just, I, that was one of the most shocking things I found. And then for those who do pass away, you know, they pass away with all these regrets of how horrible yeah. they are and how much they hate themselves and how you, they did all these bad things. And then, you know, they come back to speak to their loved ones just to apologize for how horrible they were. <laughs> there's this like cycle of just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, today in the session with Claire, it, and it comes out in every time every time it's like that when you pass over you have this the, uh, they it's like just being called they call it a, they all call it a life review so they they sit there or whatever they do <laughs> and they they review their life and they realize oh my god that really hurt that person or um you know they they understand what they're actions have done um so it's like if you've had a really difficult relationship with somebody in the physical life they won't be that person in the spirit it's like they'll know what they've done wrong <laughs> and they want to come back and apologize and actually during the films when we were re retracing christian's journey Christ the man who was responsible for christian's death actually came he's he's now passed over and um he actually came in um and you, you can see it all on the film they're all live um and he i i forgave him wow. it got to the point where i couldn't not forgive him because i understood that um his his pain that he felt for his part in christian's death was also my chain you know it was it was also holding me to africa it was holding me to the loss of christian and actually forget i know it sounds it sounds really quite flippant i can hear myself going oh yeah i just forgave his murder but honestly honestly i couldn't not at that point i understood i i had to and i really could and actually once i forgave christian christian i could see him reaching to this man holding his hand and actually pulling him up to him so like Christian also, once I had forgiven him, Christian was then able to take him up. Yeah. So, I mean, that's very involved. Um, and every, you know, every, every loss has a totally different set of circumstances. You know, your relationship with the person, the way they died, um, you know, whether somebody else was involved, you know, there's so many different variables but I can you know I've been through the shittiest of the shittiest and um come out the other side and it is possible I believe and you know Christian believes we spirit believes that it is possible to heal from any loss mm -hmm. and um it takes time it takes courage uh it takes bravery but you can do it you can there is a spiritual pathway you can do it um 
and uh, there's so much pain from unresolved grief and it goes down the generations. You know, I've learned that. Mm. I, my children were starting to get affected by my grief. You know, they're eight and 10 now, but they were younger and they were starting to get affected and I could see it, you know. Um, and since my grief has been released, I can see it's like, we always say it's like unicorn dust or fairy dust. Mm. It really does suddenly release, you know, and it's, it's, and a lot of me retracing the steps with Christian, I didn't, didn't particularly, you know, it was a frightening thing to do. And I did it all live on Facebook. There was no, I just trusted that it would be the right thing to do. And it was all about releasing particularly my son from ever having to go and find what out what happened to his uncle mm. you know um, uh, christian went in the footsteps of mungo park and uh, i know Mung mungo parks a lot of the family have been in touch with me over the years or us and um i know a lot of uh, mungo parks relatives also tried to find out what happened to him because mungo disappeared and you know it was all a suspicious circumstances that, that he died in and i know the family you know they wanted to find answers they you know that draw of of finding out what happened to their ancestor their relative and i did not want my children and their next generations to do this following off in some wild goose chase and getting them all selves killed or injured or whatever trying to find out what happened to uncle christian and bugger that i was gonna do this for them yeah uh and it's you know all these chains got released you know I, it was just incredible i mean all the films are on on my um th available through my website and it's all there and I've had to be transparent the whole way through. I'm transparent. That's why I'm doing the live Facebooks as well. Mm. You know, this is real. And if anybody reacts badly to it, it's not my problem. <laughs> you know, it's, mm. it's, uh, I don't, I don't care what anybody thinks anymore. You know, I know for myself how this has healed me and it's healing loads of other people and it's um it's stopped this grief affecting my family and um future generations that's all i can say you know yeah wow that's that's really, really powerful really i mean out of all the ways that you can possibly deal with grief that's probably the best way to do <laughs> to do it you know um Wow. No, that's um, the idea that um, we also inherit things from our ancestors is also something that I've noticed as well by um, just learning about this field and, and how everything is, part, because everything is energy, like you said, and these emotions and everything that comes with us, you know, as a human being, this is kind of, I guess, when we die, it's really, well, we, we still hold on to it, but some of it is also passed on to our relatives, right? Because we are constantly around them or we're connected with them. So I guess that's, yeah, well, a lot of it is, um, it's like, um, if you have a bad experience, if you're, if you feel abandoned at any point, I mean, I felt abandoned by Christian when he went to boarding school, you know, it, it wasn't his fault that he was sent to boarding school. It was, it wasn't my parents' fault. It was just the way things were, you know, um, but that abandonment stayed with me. And it affected our relationship the whole way through. And, um, you know, 
you learn when you've been abandoned, you do anything you can not to feel abandoned again. So you put a shell around yourself, you protect yourself or, you know, or you turn to an addiction, you turn to a, you know, there's so many ways of denying and, and stopping yourself from ever feeling abandoned again. Mm. And that kind of passes down the generations. I feel, you know, that, that to me is, it's like that, that fear, it's like a fear passes on down the generations. Yeah. That's what I feel. And I feel, you know, you were saying about people don't love themselves. I'm aware, aware we're nearly out of time, but you know, you were saying about people don't love themselves and this, you know, people are fearful all the time. They're fearful about spirit. They're fearful about what the, you know, the environment, they're fit. I mean, the whole world is so fearful at the moment and it feeds into, you know, I'm not good enough uh i'm you know i'm not i don't look lovely enough i don't it's just fear is such a destructive and there's so much of it um and it's a lot of this is just turning that fear you know losing christian it was all fear it was all fear-based grief is all fear-based and it's like turning that on its head and turning bringing the love in mm. bringing that love in again bringing that connection um you know fear fear has no place it really doesn't and it's fear is um is a mental thing it's a change it's mo it's changing your thoughts from a fear into a love so like um yeah loving yourself um and and you know it's it's all very involved but um mm -hmm. it's it's fear is such a dangerous thing it is and uh it's uh this whole group i actually get very angry and upset looking at um sites uh for for other for people grieving i know you mentioned that as well it's like it makes me so angry that you know it's like i've lost them i've lost them how can i mend you know I, it just makes me angry just being what i've th been through and it's I'm, i just want to tell everybody about my experiences and that you haven't lost them it's uh you know it's an illusion and mm, yeah yeah um you are you're doing that with your work but that's yeah now i'm uh, you know i now know i'm on that path that is what i want to do i want to change you know christian and i made a made a pact almost this time last year actually in november last year that we were going to work together to change um how people in the whole wide world you know we're like we're not playing small here it's like the whole wide world uh um you know uh, seeing grief in a different way and and helping people heal grief yeah you know, that's really what the whole purpose of his death has been and we you know we've been through so much trauma in the last 16 years we're not wasting it mm. so there you go i've kind of thrown down the gauntlet thank yeah. you very much desi for inviting me and um yeah it's like um thank we're you. on the pathway now so yeah, no, that's, uh, it's really incredible what you're doing. I, and I completely agree that we, it's, it's time that people learn about this. It's, it really is because it's just people's lives are completely crippled by that, by grief, yeah. just not knowing what happened to their loved ones. Mm -hmm. um, but I know you have to go, but I just wanted to quickly ask from Christian's point of view, and I know we haven't involved him as much, but um, how, how does he, well, how does he see everything now from a spirit perspective? Like, how is it working with you and, and how, what does he see different now that he's on the other side? Okay, I'll ask him. 
He's like, so yeah, I, I love working with you, Han. He calls me Han. Nobody else calls me Han apart from him. So he's like, he loves working with me and he wish, in fact, he, we've had like the last, the last month has actually been quite difficult because I've been quite focused on getting, uh, getting the message out and being quite forceful about this. And he's, I've had lots of tears come through from him because he, he so wants to be here in the physical with me, doing the work with me. Um, but he knows obviously he can't be, and I know he can't be. So there's a, it's a difficult, it is, it's had a bit of a readjustment again. Um, but I think he's just, what, what are you? Yeah, he's just like the message he's, that he, he, that he's got so many people with him um, who want to connect and want to, like they can see their loved ones in so much grief and pain and it's just not necessary. It's like, it's really quite frustrating. So he, as, the more I can do this and the more people I can reach, the better. Um, and you know, he's, he's learned, I mean, actually at the end of the, we did, um, how many did we do? We did, uh, they were, we did these retracing of Christian steps in January this year. And in the last, uh, the last film, he actually gave me 16 points of things, lessons that he'd learnt. Um, so if anyone wants a, a like a, he's saying a banging <laughs> 16 pointed list of how to live your life and uh, how not to live your life, it's it's all they're all transcribed. That you don't have to sit and watch all the films. though and and actually they're very emotional and and. Um, they're, they're watch, like watching a, a true crime program investigation happening. There's a, I get strangled, you know, there's all sorts of stuff that goes on. But the last film has these 16 points uh, and he just, I just, he just, I, or he gave them to me and I just spoke them. And um, you can see them all, all on there is the short answer to that. <laughs> Wow, that sounds so interesting. And um, maybe we can do another one on based on just on that and maybe bring Christian in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he's always, you know, he's, he's kind of, he's, he actually calls himself now my project manager. He kind of, <laughs> he, he kind of project manages, I think, kind of the spirit side and, and, and then orchestrates people meeting me meeting people it's yeah uh, you know and, and I look at someone and I think yeah that's there's there's some kind of recognition between between yeah. people um and yeah so mm -hmm. any opportunity I can have to talk about this and to basically spread the good news I guess it's um Definitely. is yeah it's all being set up. It's all very well choreographed in spirit and it's all happening. It's all, all the dominoes have been set up and I'm just starting to flick them and they're starting to fall. And you know, this interview is, you know, the first of many, I hope so. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, for mm -hmm. sure. Um, wow, Hannah, thank you. Thank you and Christian so much. The work that you're doing is so beautiful. And honestly, when I found you, I was like, wow, this, I've been waiting <laughs> to meet someone like you for such a long time because, oh. But, well, I thought, why, why is no one else talking about this, you know? Because people who do this work, they tend to kind of keep it underground and keep it... I know. You know, because obviously I completely understand because, you know, so many people think it's complete crazy, you know, to be doing this. But 
it's not and you know we're just the living proof of this and how much healing can actually happen through this and through opening up to this um absolutely this area and this field and it's the truth you know science is proving it now with all the energy and quantum physics so it's only a matter of time before people actually catch up to this knowledge yeah yeah but i think it's um you know i think a lot of this is is the fear um I, my husband i know he, he well he he doesn't believe in any of this <laughs> and um no, you know, I think that keeps me grounded in a way you know it keeps me grounded um but um you know there's so much fear about this is what i can see mm. and actually i don't want to open my mind to what i can't see because it's frightening yeah. but actually the stuff that you can't see is the brilliant stuff exactly yeah you know this is the where all the love is and you know not you it's not the fear it's not the fear everything that you can't see is is kind of like all the love and it's knocking on the door all the time okay. but um when we're in in grief and we're in our little world and our little bubbles in our head that's the most dangerous place to be you know yeah it's not it's yeah, yeah. but no. that's that's me speaking after 16 years of experience so yeah no completely i i totally agree and i think and i just want to point out that one of the reasons why we're so scared of this you know field in this sort of outside of the physical dimension is because of the media in the films that are not you know portraying this in the correct way so you know whenever i speak with people who are very skeptical about this stuff i say have you seen a ghost you know why are you so scared they're like no and it's like well okay so why are you so scared you know why what's there to be scared about it's only what we have in our heads based on what we've seen so yeah, I mean, if, we, if we were doing this if we were doing this chat on a i don't know i don't know what reaction it's getting but um you know on another platform yeah. <laughs> on a more public platform should we say i mean people would be going what the hell is she talking about um but you know i i trust it so much and i have faith in it so much and i know um yeah i just know I, there's i think people i think there is there's a turning tide and i think people are more get, becoming more open to it you know with the whole mindfulness and i mean even yoga and being in nature and stuff you know that ha that's how my sort of spiritual awareness started to to was really the seed of it was being in nature yoga meditation mm. the three things and that's kind of you get inklings of something else going on here you know what's that and then it it obviously just grew from that um but yeah i'm a, obviously an extreme case but um <laughs> yeah you know it is it is you know it is possible yeah. um it's almost like i actually i'm being told it's almost like i'm i should i need to invite people to get in touch with me mm -hmm. if if they feel they have a grief yeah. that they really can't you know really can't see a way that they could ever get through mm -hmm. i'm being told it's like come <laughs> yeah you know? totally yeah so you um, are so you're doing you're doing sessions now aren't you where you're inviting people to do um, yeah I, I mean i don't want to be you know i don't want to be flooded uh <laughs> <laughs> not gonna get like hundreds of uh, with doing free sessions for people but um you know i, th I think the live uh, the live facebook um it's like i'm asking for volunteers who uh don't mind doing this in public you know if you watch the one that's on my facebook page at the moment there's tears it's emotional it's harsh it's um but 
you know, Claire was willing to do that for me, bless her. Um, and, you know, if anyone's willing to put themselves out there, then yes, please do. If you've got a grief, which is um, like a really difficult grief, I'm not looking for, you know, um, like a regular time. <laughs> yeah, that sounds, that sounds rubbish. Cause you know, every grief is when it's, when it's you, it's, I know, I know grief. I can, I, I know grief. Um, but my, you could go to, to any medium for, for that kind of work, but I, it seems as though I'm really specializing in the really nitty gritty, really tough stuff. Um, yeah. just because of my experience with Christian and, um, what we've been through, I can kind of shoulder it, yeah. I guess yeah um totally so we'll see we'll see what this interview brings up and um we'll see as time goes by what happens but thank you very much for having me no and i wish you good luck with your with your with your film and um yeah no i think you know i think times are changing i think people are and you're willing to stand up and uh you know be counted and the people who in your film are willing to stand up in public as well and it's you know once somebody stands up in public and says this mm. and becomes a beacon for other people you know i'm hoping other people are going to come in now and feel like oh okay it's normal now <laughs> yeah like you know people used to think yoga was a bit odd and people used to think vegans were a bit odd but hey look at it it's um you know is it strength in numbers and we're we're only bringing love i mean it's not if we were bringing a fearful thing a frightening thing something which was going to mess people up even more then yeah. fine sling yeah. us all the mud at us but you know i'm not and we're not it's you know it's all love based this is all love based that's all we're bringing okay. is love where it's it's stuck or it's gone or it's it's just you know yeah. where it's where's too much fear it's been replaced by fear and we kind of bring the love back yeah it's all about healing yeah healing yeah people. absolutely absolutely yeah which again like i've seen so many people just you know have this one session or go to like a one of those sessions where you have this one medium standing in the middle and you have an yeah. audience and then they'll just pick out a person and communicate with it and you just see the people's you know you you know you know that this day is changing their life because they've realized that their loved one is still there you know what i think that helps um this might be a bit controversial but i'm gonna say it because i'm being kind of told to say it it's like that works very well in certain circumstances mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> where you don't really have outstanding issues mm. things. Yeah. The, the work, the, that's fine for, for a lot of people. You're like, oh, okay, they're okay. Or they're, you know, if, if it's just a case of being reassured that you haven't been, ab been abandoned. But a lot of grief is actually related to something a lot deeper. You know, it's like grief is the trick, the death of a loved one is the trigger of something that's really deep rooted and buried. Yeah. And it's actually getting to that root. You know, it's like cleaning the wound, really. It's like walking back to the where it really started, where this real fear is. Totally. Um, and, and, and then, yeah, because you have yeah there's there's so many answers that need yeah <laughs> you know it's just, it, it, these you know in the particular cases that seem to be coming to me it's mm -hmm. just being told that they're still around and they're alive in another realm just isn't enough mm -hmm. yeah there's yeah. it's a lot 
Yeah. Deeper than that. Totally. It's almost like it just opens the door, but there's still a lot more to be done. Yeah. It's almost like that is the first thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You have that confirmation that they're there. Um, so I burnt myself. <laughs> but you can't, having that confirmation, but, you know, a lot, oh, this is another controversial thing, but um, the me having a medium as like a intermediary doesn't really heal. Mm. I, I think you only get real healing if you can do the connection with your loved one. Um, and raises all about that actually is building that that real connection so that you can work through with them yeah um you know mediums and i you know i include myself in that as well we're like a the middleman yeah and it, to to get a real healing and what have you it really has to be direct which claire and her dad actually had by the end of the session so they then go away and work on that themselves but i know we've gone really over time so no no that's why oh no i can just talk about this all day. <laughs> but um just one last thing if um if you could recommend for people who are watching this if they wanted to try to sort of establish some sort of a communication how um what would you say is the best way to do oh um without a doubt writing letters mm. writing so a lot of uh, of the work you know with christian a lot of it has been through writing letters and i know we have you know we now have a connection and i know it's him and we write letters to each other and that's how a lot of this information about his past came out but if you can like if you're grieving if you can write a letter to your loved one and just get it all out get all the emotion out get all the fear out get all the love out, get all the anger out, get all, get all the emotions. It's like getting everything out onto paper. And then it kind of initiates, you know, and then send it. I don't know how you do it, whether you just metaphorically send it to them yeah. and ask for a reply, ask for their help, ask for a reply. Yeah. Um, and that might just trigger some signs. It might trigger some songs to be on suddenly on the radio, or it might be, you know, and then you might actually be able to sit down and write their letter back to you. Mm. Wow. Try it. It yeah. sounds kooky and, and ridiculous, <laughs> but actually just try it mm. and just keep mm. actually um, somebody had a, somebody came to me and their actually their brother in spirit suggested that, um, they write for 19 days like for 19 days and he said look to the sister he said write uh, a, a journal write anything you want whatever it is just write for 19 days without a break and you'll get into the habit of writing okay and she now writes all the time and has a you know she's actually built she comes back to me she's building a relationship with her brother in spirit again uh and clearing all their relationship up and it's really um it's a powerful thing the written word it's just getting it all out onto paper just get all these feelings out and emotions out and you'll find all sorts of stuff coming out but it's kind of like a safe thing to do mm. yes definitely 
Yeah, and also following the signs, like you said, like um, hearing a song, or that's happened to me so many times, where I will either smell yeah that my mom used to use or or mm -hmm. uh there's a song on the radio that will come up that we used to listen to together and it's kind of mm -hmm. small things like that and you're just like wow yeah it's really nice and it's those it's those little things that you might just um disregard as yeah. a, oh that was just coincidence yeah i don't believe in coincidences anymore it's like synchronicities instead you know these are meant to happen these are signs these are for you they're yeah. gifts for you totally yeah mm-hmm and is there anything that Christian wants to say just to finish off? <laughs> no, he's, he's, he's like, he's just saying he's really enjoyed it. Um, even though he has my big sister with a big mouth, but <laughs> <laughs> he's, he, he's, um, he's enjoying being talked about as well. Oh. You know, spirit, people in spirit, they enjoy being talked about, yeah. you know, they like being remembered and they like to feel you know they like to to know that they're still part of people's lives mm. um and actually it's um it's the day of the dead coming up soon uh you know um all souls and what have you and this is now a perfect time for um remembering the you know the 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 line the barrier between both worlds is very thin at the moment yeah. and this is now the time to it's a really in fact it's a really good time to be having this conversation um yeah so talk about your loved ones involve them you know and all this christmas coming up and all that you know all that uh difficult christmas time um but they in fact if you look on the web part of the um part of my films with christian there was actually a whole we did one just before christmas last year and there's a whole uh, there's a whole film about um, Christmas mm -hmm. and how they're there and yeah I got a somebody from Spirit came as a sort of spokesperson and spoke on behalf of everybody um, and sort of mentioned about just told them about Christmas and, and how we shouldn't be mourning them and they're right there and all these little things that they can make happen over Christmas so you know they're there but so if you go to hannahvelton.online and uh, the loss is an illusion uh, tab and all the films are there so that, that I've been talking about so I'm very transparent it's always got to be transparent so yes totally mm -hmm. well well Hannah this has been <laughs> such a pleasure thank you so much for your time um, oh, well, thank you very much yeah we definitely have to continue this at some point again because it's yeah. just such a big topic yeah uh, but yeah all the best of luck with your work and it's really really incredible so yeah people can go and join you on your facebook page as well hannah hannah velton uh yeah the facebook page is actually death queen han h-a-n at the end um and yeah we have rays but if you go to the website as well there's there's all the everything that i do and all the different connections and there's a book you can buy and there's all different levels of of stuff that we've everything for used. everyone basically yeah. yeah something for everybody yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay great well thank you so much all right night and uh we'll catch up again soon all right lots of love thank you bye what i learned to understand as i grew is that there are two separate dimensions there is the dimension of the physical world which crosses over into the unseen world that is unseen by the naked eye. 
The essential question is, where does consciousness come from? Does it come from the brain or does it come from another alternative source? I saw things sitting at the bedside that were so astonishing that it made me think there is more to this than meets the eye. I was a natural psychic as a child. My father, when he passed away, instead of him being a man of 84, he looked like a man of 24. There's always one family member that seems to be the spokesperson between the dead and the living. And I was born to have that relationship. The spiritualist tradition opened my eyes to recognize that there were things that went on in the afterlife that I would not have possibly believed. Because when you die and you pass out of the physical body, you're moving into the astral dimension. So instead of having a brain, you have a variety of levels of consciousness. The newly dead are seven times more sensitive to hearing and seeing There would have been a family community that still exists in spirit. They still are acknowledging that maybe if you turn to them, you might be able to get the help that you need. So this is the ancestral continuum, which goes back seven generations. Sometimes the dead also need to tell their stories. They will suddenly get this moment of, oh, so that's what it's all about. So these studies suggest without doubt and that consciousness can exist beyond the brain. These phenomena exist as facts of nature and science is gonna to have to accommodate. The birth of a child, well supported, marriage well supported, death, we don't talk about that, do we? And then you are so ill prepared when it happens, what is going to happen to you next? Hi, I'm Desi Kadra and I'm the director of Beyond the Veil. Beyond the Veil is a feature documentary that explores what happens in life after death. For over a century, the Western materialist view that there is nothing outside of this physical reality and that our consciousness is produced only by the brain and that there's nothing past this physical veil has produced a worldwide epidemic from the fear of dying. Beyond the Veil aims to challenge this perspective and to offer a new perspective told by those who are able to communicate with the non-physical reality and with the spirit world. Beyond the Veil is unique in that it provides a glimpse into the afterlife, told from the very people who were born with the gift of being able to communicate with spirits of our deceased loved ones. Beyond the Veil aims to highlight some of the important work that is being done by psychics and mediums all over the world who are helping people who are grieving over their loved ones to once again reconnect with their loved ones who have passed away. For far too long, the psychic phenomenon has been dismissed and ridiculed by mainstream science, and it's time to put the story straight. Like many people today, I've experienced first-hand grief after losing a loved one five years ago. The reality is that the majority of us never truly recover from grief. We just learn to live with it. We just learn to cope with it. And for me, it wasn't really until I began to explore the spiritual side of reality and to realize that there is so much more outside of this physical perspective that my true healing began. My vision for Beyond the Veil is to spread this message all over the world and reach as many people who are also going through grief, who are also going through the suffering of losing a loved one, 
as well as those who are preparing to die and who are absolutely paralyzed by the fear of death that we have instilled for the last century with the idea that there is nothing past death. Beyond the Veil has been in the workings for the last two years and has been completely self-funded up until now. But in order to see it to completion, I will need your help. This is where you come in and you help us to spread this message all over the world by sharing it with your friends, by liking the page, and by most importantly, donating and purchasing one of the amazing rewards that will help you become part of this experience. For the next month, I will be sharing some incredible information that's come out as a result of the research of this documentary and that you can also be a part of. So please join the page, follow us and share with everyone that you know to help us spread this message and most importantly help us to see it come into fruition. Thank you so much.